I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Nori back with Susan Allen, intuitive healer, medium who began studying mediumship and mysticism in her late teens. She can connect with all life and souls, including animals at their soul level. She's been communicating with animals on a deep soul level since childhood, and she calls what she does soul speak, a name that came to her through meditation. Clients from around the planet have benefited from the work of Susan. She communicates messages about clients, loved ones, pets, present and past, and the information she provides is definitely insightful and transformative. Susan Allen, back on Coast to Coast. Susan, welcome back. Hi, George. How are you? Great. Thank you so much. Getting ready for Christmas? Uh, never. <laughs> Who's ever ready? But it's a lovely time of year. Time to go shopping. <laughs> I don't enjoy shopping, George, but I used to, but not anymore. <laughs> Tell us about this event that happened when you were in your late teens. Well, it was a couple of events that would happen that were kind of life-changing, but I definitely was always in the spirit realm. I was always connecting to angels and to um, guides, and I was always um, different, I guess you would say. (laughs) And that's kind of what really changed me. I was always searching and seeking. I was always a seeker, always reading spiritual literature. I think... I was reading spiritual literature at 10, um, and uh, I always couldn't concentrate on anything but that. I can only finish a spiritual book, and I can only get through a spiritual book, but my concentration for anything beyond that, I just wasn't interested, I guess you could say. Do you focus in primarily on animals, even though you deal with the uh, departed loved ones as well? I love my animal work because that's how it all started. I was an animal communicator for 10 years, and then dead people started coming into my readings in a very easy manner because I wasn't looking to open that faucet. And once that faucet is open, it kind of just, you can't close that faucet, I guess you could say. (laughs) Not that you want to. No, you don't want to because every day I learn something new. It's always different and interesting 
when I'm doing these readings. They never get dull and boring. When an animal runs away from a home, why do they do that? It's interesting. I love that question because um, the truth is, I think they're running away to find the possible owner that they had a past life with. I know it sounds really crazy, and it's not Hmm. always like that. But I do feel that they're searching for something they have lost, and they don't quite know, and sometimes they do find it. I bet through animal communications, you hear all kinds of stories. Oh, it's amazing. Sometimes I don't want to hear the stories because I'm excruciatingly sensitive, and I try to just give the information, but some people really need to heal and they need to be heard. So I've, I've heard a lot of interesting things. Can some of them be very sad? Some of them are very, very sad, but some of them, when I can connect with their pet in the spirit realm, um, there's a sense of relief or, you know, how would she have known that? She wouldn't have known that. And that's kind of cool for me. And, you know, when you start doing this work, you can't really, like you said, you can't really turn your back on it. You know, why would you want to shut it off? And you also communicate with the living animal, not just the dead, right? Yes, yes. I help people get to a better diagnosis for a, a sick animal. I could zero in and see what's going on. Sometimes vets have referred people to me when they can't figure things out for the pet. So, yes, I would say maybe 50% of my animal readings are for living pets, for sure. And I'm assuming the information transfers to you telepathically? Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm speaking to the soul of the pet. So I feel like I'm having a full-on conversation with them. When you're communicating, Susan, with a live animal, are they looking at you? Um, when I when I do a live animal reading, sometimes people will put them on the screen in Zoom, or sometimes the dog or cat will just run in and sit on the lap of the person. Um, but I usually like to look at a photo with eyes looking at camera, just one. I just need one, and it doesn't have to be, you know, um, taken yesterday. But I like to look in the eyes of the pet, and then I'm communicating with them. It takes me now like five minutes. Back in the day, it would probably take me a half an hour before I could feel like I had a connection. Give us an example of a communication with a live animal. Okay. Um, Wildlife or... That was an interesting one because somebody had called me. I I may have spoken about this, but I always got a kick out of it. This organic farmer, she said, the gophers are eating all my organic food that I'm growing to sell. And she said, "Um, can you tell them that they can't do that? And I said, I zeroed in and I was like, this is a first for me, you know. And I zeroed in, and the gopher said that it was the deer. And she goes, damn it, there were deer tracks there. So that was kind of interesting and exciting because I had only done domestic pets. (laughs) She was blaming the gophers and the deer were doing it. Exactly. (laughs) That's funny. I know. I love that story. That's that's a fun one. Now, what about a story of an animal that had passed on that came back to you? And And why would they come back to you? To me, they would only talk to me because the owner would have hired me (laughs) to do that. 
They're not going to. They're not going to come and talk to me just out of the. Oh, blue. they they just don't pop up like a spirit does, right? No, no. And I have so many boundaries with the spirit world. Like they're like puppies. You have to teach them and train them. You know, you can't wake me up at night. You got to go to this side of the room. <laughs> All right. So your your animal communication with the animal that has departed mm-hmm. is primarily from the owner who wants to connect with that animal. Yeah, like they'll call me and we'll set up an appointment and I'll, you know, look at a picture and I'll do a little opening meditation and I'm off and running. The the one that I think the most interesting current one was a gentleman that called me, that heard me on your show the last time we were on together. And um, he was, he his dog had passed and he, you know, was really bereft about it. It was like his kid and he had said to me... Um, can you tell me if he's with anyone in the spirit world? And I said, he, tell, he told me he's with his mom. And the man said, no, no, that's not true. Um, his mother is still living. And he had called the breeder after we got off the phone, and the mother had passed one hour before the reading. So, And he sent me an email about that, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, that was, you know, one of the... That's kind of like the things that I love about the spirit world is they don't lie to us. You know, they're not there to lie. They're there to help us move on from from grief, from a death, um, make us know that, you know, these animals are taken care of um, in heaven. And usually they're take, being taken care of by your loved one. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world, and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You talked about reincarnation of an animal. Does a human ever reincarnate as an animal? Or do they, yeah, they, they do? That. Yeah, that's a great question. Because, you know, I learn as I go with this. I really do. And one of the beginning readings I had like 18 years ago was with a neighbor. I was talking to her dog and he said, you know, I was her dad in a previous life. And I said to her, you know, this is odd, but <laughs> he's telling me that he was your dad. And she said, oh, we totally believe that. I'm a Buddhist, and we believe that an animal will incarnate, a person will incarnate at least once as a dog, and it's the existence of the soul. And I was like, wow, you know, I always learn through this. I always learn something new. When you communicate with an animal that has passed away, how do you establish contact with them? How does it come to you? So let's say owner comes to you and say, I want to get a hold of my dog, Fido. Then what happens? Um, I start giving them indications of them being there. You know, um, I'll say he's with this person. Um, I wish I could do a reading for you right now, but I'm, I'm, we're going to get to that later. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be doing many, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's all so different. Like everybody gets, um, and and it's for me it's unique. It never gets boring. Like I said before, sometimes um, a parent will come through and I'll say she's here and she says your dog is eating too many of X Y and Z and and the the owner will maybe say oh I said that to them when they were here. So it was like it's just a validation. Like as as. As in any mediumship would be, this is an animal mediumship. We think of cats and dogs primarily for communication, but does a pet turtle, a hamster, I mean, a fish, yes. do, do they communicate with you too? Yes, absolutely. I remember my chiropractor called me and said, the, this frog is attacking the fish, and I thought it was odd they had a frog and a fish in the same... Um, yeah, you don't want to mix those up. No, you don't. And I thought that was odd, and I said... Um, I don't remember what I said. I think I said the frog is fighting with the fish and X, Y, and Z, and they immediately took the, um, they took the, the, they, they removed the fish from the frog. I thought that was really odd. Um, I've talked to hamsters, rats, gophers, um, all kinds of animals communicate. I mean, sea life communicates. Trees communicate. That's been the latest, is I've been talking to trees. <laughs> you talk, you're a tree hugger. I'm a tree hugger, totally. They, the thing with the trees is that they can take anything because it, they transmute it. So anything that you're feeling, 
that is not great or if you need to get rid of energy or dispel energy, a tree can take anything because it goes right back into the earth. That's interesting. Yeah, it's beautiful. How did that first start? Recent. Recently, I... I, I Intentionally I, or accidental? No, it was accidental. Everything with the work that I do... I wasn't looking for this. This found me. That's what's so great about it. It's like spirit takes care of me, and I trust the spirit world because I wasn't looking for this. I was just minding my own business in California. I was a real estate agent, and then this started to really take, uh, you know, take hold in a very, very unique way. But I was out. My my husband and I had to have the trees on our property trimmed, and I heard the tree in the backyard. I really did hear him. Was it screaming? It was frightened. And I just, because they were trimming it? Yeah, and I just said, you're going to be fine. This is going to be really good for you. And I just relaxed. I totally relaxed. It's like cutting off its arms or something. Yes, exactly. Um, and then one time I, I found a... I, I, I got out of my car and I felt energy under my foot. And thank God I looked down and it was a tiny tiny baby hummingbird that had fallen out of its nest and his big eyes looked up at me and I scooped him up, brought him in my house, put him in a box, fed him through the night. My husband said, he's not going to make it. I said, I'm not going to give up on him. The next morning I'm driving him to the wildlife shelter and I'm, I'm feeling so much anxiety and like, where is this coming from? And I realized it was coming from him. And I said, buddy, you're going to be fine. You're going to a spa. <laughs> You're going to meet all kinds of baby hummers. And with that, just that communication alone dissipated his fear and my fear just left. What is easier for you to communicate with, an animal or a human? Or, uh, or a tree? <laughs> well, trees are recent, but it's my sensitivity is getting heightened as the, the days go on. And I, I prefer animals. But most of my business is talking to dead people because <laughs> most people want to talk to their dead loved ones than they do their their pets, I guess. But ninety nine percent of my my uh, business started out with only animals, so that's always my go to, my soft spot, my love, you know, because that's really what started it all. What's going to happen when you start talking to carrots and they tell you what it's like to be ripped out of the ground and eaten? Oh, God, George, come on. I hope it doesn't go to that extreme. <laughs> well, but it's true. I know. I mean, some people will say everything has a life, and I do believe that everything has a, an energy. But that doesn't mean that that energy isn't for sustenance, for life itself, for us. So, But, yes, I agree. Do you communicate with insects? I haven't gone that far. Like, if there's a spider in my house, I go, please... Find your way out. Quickly. Your, like, I don't want to kill a spider. I just ask them, you know, you, you might not want to be in here any longer. I'm going to turn the shower on. You might drown. So you might want to find your way out. I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> Is there anything about what you do that scares you? No. What used to scare me was before I did this work, I would have tons and tons of anxiety, and I didn't know why I was having anxiety um, galore, and then how, you know, by accident, I had to start meditating, and that's when it was all very, very clear. So now it's, like, exciting. It's not anxiety-provoking anymore. If I have 
an anxious moment before a reading, it's usually I'm picking up on the person or something that's going on in their life. It's usually not my own anxiety. It's usually I'm picking up on everybody else's anxiety now. Do animals generally tell you about future events or anything like that? Can they do that? Well, I I have I have predicted many many things that have happened, and um, but it, it I don't know if it's an animal an animal or my spirit guides or the the dead people in the spirit world telling me. I feel that you know it's usually a loved one of the person that I can predict things about their future. I have heard in my own ear things about my own life, you know, about things for me to know, and I trust that, and that's my my own intuition because I meditate and I I spend a lot of time alone, so I trust my own intuition for myself. But I have predicted things for people, weddings, marriages, husbands, what they look like, their last name. Um, you know, a lot of mediums do that. But I love the animal work. I love it. We're talking with Susan Allen. Her website is SusanAllenMedium.com, linked up at CoastToCoastAM.com. Is it difficult to differentiate the difference between a human communicating with you, soul, as opposed to an animal? Great question. I got that question once by another medium. She said, are you sure you're not talking to the dead person holding the animal in the spirit world? And I said, no, because... You know, the first 10 years of my business, I was just talking to the soul of the pet. So I do know when an animal comes in that they're usually there to talk to me. And people will say, "Um, I just want to talk to my pet. And that's fine. I do just talk to their pet. And I always say, do you want to hear from any dead people if they come in? Because sometimes they will come in. and, And most of my clients will say, yes, I do. Because they don't really come in unless there's a message Sometimes they just come in and say, hey, I'm just here to say hi. They're doing great work. I'm noticing their light. Keep going. But most of the time, it's usually um, for a particular reason when somebody will come in for somebody else. It's not that often where a pet passes away at home. Generally, they die at a vet's office. They're euthanized, right? It's, uh, yes. We do have a tendency to, as a, as a culture, to not want to have an animal suffer. And probably the biggest calls I get are the ones with people thinking they did the wrong thing. They don't tell me that uh, before the reading, but the animal will come in and assure them that they're really in a good place and they're happy and they could breathe again or walk again or this is who they're with in the spirit world. They usually do um, come in with you know, closure for the person, because it's really hard when we euthanize our pets. I think that's part of the most difficult thing is people second-guess themselves, question themselves, especially when they have a really amazing bond with their animal. And it's it's hard not to when you live with an animal for the length of the animal's life, not to have that incredible bond. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. 
I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.